This is Joel Kim Booster. This is Mitra Johari. And you're listening to, of course, Urgent, Urgent Care. Care. Another perfect intro. Another perfect <laughs> intro. We'll never do it right. Never, ever, ever, ever. I don't know what right is, but I know that we're not doing it. <laughs> um, you guys, um, we're excited to be back here uh, to give you all the steaming hot advice that you guys crave from two unqualified People legally, again, we have no business doing this. Morally, we have no business doing this. Morally, definitely morally no business doing this. And if you follow any of our advice, you are doing that out of your own volition against medical advice. We're not liable. We are not liable. Exactly. Because we said so. And that is actually (laughs) legally how you avoid liability is saying, I don't want to be in trouble. And then you can't get in trouble. You can't. You just can't. And that's the ethos here at our podcast. (laughs) Um, Excited to be here. Uh, We, um, you know, a little peek Behind the curtain about the podcasting process for me and Mitra is uh, we've banked the episodes that you've been hearing for mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. We recorded most of them before we released, before we got your feedback. And it's been incredible to read and realize that you all love us unconditionally and everything we've been doing has been Yeah, so far, um, no notes from no notes. people, especially men who listen to the podcast, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, we uh, Just an influx of five stars. Influx of five stars, <laughs> mostly five-star reviews, and then a glut of one-star reviews. Yes. Silent one-star reviews. This is, I think it should be illegal to leave a one-star review <laughs> I and want, not You should have a picture and why. your first last name. <laughs> Cowards. And mostly the men that have been leaving reviews have been asking for my voice to get higher. Mm-hmm. And Can you do, try it right now? <laughs> welcome to Urgent Care. And <laughs> but I think louder, more piercing. Hey, welcome to Urgent Care. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what the people want. So, um, so we are listening to your your critiques. We are taking, taking it personally. It, <laughs> taking it very personally. Oh, Wait, I, I have to say, I sent Mitra this. I am on the boards, okay? And by the boards, I mean Reddit. And um, I thank you so much for your support, by the way. Too I, scared. No, no, no. I actually find uh, most of the places I frequent on Reddit are very kind um, and people are supportive. People are mostly being so, very nice to us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which we, we really appreciate and soak up. But somebody wrote about us, and I think this is coming from a place of positivity. I don't I think this it. is coming from a, a mean place by any means, but they said both of them have serious student council vibes deep underneath their comedian exteriors. <laughs> and I screenshot that little comment and I sent it to Mitra and I said, Jaragas. Cut to the core. It's all true. True. There's, yeah. I mean, we live by a spreadsheet. All Can't I get enough want of a spreadsheet. is, I want to be good at things, not to enjoy doing mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Results oriented. <laughs> it's all about the end result and nothing to do with the journey. Exactly. It's exactly just a good that. way to live. <laughs> I think I'm going to look back on <laughs> the way that I endured my life <laughs> rather than enjoyed and experienced <laughs> it and feel really proud of the way that I did it. Beautiful. Um, well, Mitra, uh, how has your life been? And speaking of living life. Life has been pretty good. Um, I just finished um, 
the first season of Three Busy Debras, which is my show. And Brag. thank you. And uh, <laughs> now I don't have a job and I am going insane. Wait, you don't you're not doing anything. You're not even doing like I'm not doing anything right now. What have you how have you been filling your days? I literally looked at UCLA and almost applied for an undergraduate. What? <laughs> I can't explain it. What degrees were you looking at? I was like, it would be really cool to audit some classes in Middle Eastern history. And then I had opened the page to apply uh, because the window was closing in November. And I was like, I should just apply just so I have the option. And then I was like, what's going on? But you know you're starting work in December. You yeah. know you're starting a full-time job. I know. I in was like, December. but I could take like nights and weekends or something. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Student council vibes. As babe. soon as I had a minute of free time, I was like, I had better do something horrible to well, myself. I thought, I feel like the last time we spoke, you were trying to catch up on Entourage. <laughs> and no, I feel like maybe up. focus on that. I have been watching a lot of Entourage, um, which doesn't feel good, but I, it, but what's nice about it is like, it puts me to sleep instantly because I'm not invested in anyone's storyline. Not even Turtle? Not even Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen an app. Never seen an app. But I keep walking around this town being like, how has no one pitched uh, a comedy, uh, like a prestige comedy about agents, <laughs> and about agencies. And everyone's like, you're, you're the dumbest person alive. There's actually quite a big show about agents that happened. It is humiliating to like only be invested in Jeremy Piven's storyline. Wow. I don't like the way that my life wow. is going right now. <laughs> really? He's the best actor and he's the only one who's doing anything with stakes. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> Edit this out. <laughs> I I used to have such a huge crush on Jeremy Piven. There was that moment in the like early 2000s when he was everywhere and I was really into it. I've never seen him in anything and what a horrible, insane time to start uh, mm. now. <laughs> yeah, there was, I actually, this is so weird that this is such a sexually formative memory for me, but there is a movie with Nicolas Cage that's basically It's a Wonderful Life. Do you know what movie I'm talking about, listeners? Everybody flood our inboxes with what movie <laughs> you think this is, starring Nicolas Cage. Mandy. <laughs> no. It's from like 2000, I want to say two or three, and it is like... He he goes to an alternate reality. It's like it's 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 a it's it's a wonderful life. That's what it is, and I can't remember what it's. Act family Man, the Family Man. Okay, listeners, Jeremy put in it? down your phones. Stop emailing us. I remembered what it is. It is <laughs> the Family Man, and Jeremy Piven is in it, and he plays um, Nicholas Cage's best friend slash neighbor. And there's this moment where Jeremy Piven is like talking about. I can't remember. It's one of those things where, like, he thinks Nicolas Cage knows a secret about him and it's wrong. And he's just like, you know, there's that moment with my with his son's therapist, who's a man. And he's like where he basically alludes to, like, hooking up with a man, like one off and how, like, it shook him to his core, basically. And there's not like you don't see this character, this other character. You don't. But for some reason, like Jeremy Piven like alluding to getting railed by his son's like art therapist was like, that's really, I still yeah. remember this scene. It's the only <laughs> scene in the movie I can remember because Jeremy Pitton, I want to put it on record is the hottest person. <laughs> alive. <laughs> <coughs> oh, 
Uh, so episode Nobody six uh, coming out as both of us being on the wrong side of history. <laughs> we were both the guy. Listen, this is a Jeremy Piven podcast now, okay? <laughs> a Jer- you know who I used to get Jeremy Piven confused with all the time, too? Who? Three guesses. Um, ben Affleck. No. Casey Affleck. No. Matt Damon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan. Oh, sure. Yeah. I used I mean, to I used to be like, oh, everyone's going on that Jeremy Piven podcast saying wild shit. I mean, they all like have thick necks and are like scary. <laughs> Joe Rogan, was he on the Ellen show? Ever? Yeah. No, 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 no. Like the sitcom. Isn't oh. that how he got big? I, I Listeners, write in, flood our email. <laughs> One thing that's charming um, about me is that I know nothing about film and television, and I haven't seen any movies and you're at proud all. Of that. And um, it's a horrible quality given the industry that I've decided to um, invest all my time. <laughs> hot goss from. Wait, can I? Sh- what? Never mind. I can't. But I think <laughs> there there is. <laughs> Fuck! I can't say I can't talk about it. It's so it sucks to be in to have this power behind the microphone. But but I'll tell it? you off mic. Okay. But it it sucks. <sighs> it sucks to be. I have to tell you, it is a wild thing to listen back to the episodes that have been released since we started recording and being like, "Wow, I have no memory of saying this, and I do not stand by it at all." <laughs> <laughs> no, every advice that I gave, I was like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, you, you dumbass." <laughs> <laughs> but also, I am like my 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 fit my fist is clenched because I know that I'm gonna get gossip. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna go. Uh, wait, we actually have oh. a, a quick update. So this is the exciting thing about coming back. Thank you so much for all of your responses to our wonderful podcast, the best podcast, just up the charts, <laughs> the best podcast that's the ever commission. been recorded on Earwolf grounds. Um, but we do have a we do have a bit of a what's an, so funny, Dana? Uh, so, <laughs> Producer Dana laughed sort of. Um, viciously, yeah. <laughs> Ow. Um, Ow. I felt physical pain from <laughs> laughing at that. <laughs> um, but you may remember from episode 102 of this podcast, season one, episode two, <laughs> entitled Miss Durst. Every, um, every season is uh, 50 episodes long. <laughs> Um, but you might remember Miss Durst. Um, she uh, was a lady who was related distantly to Robert Durst of Killing. Um, and um, we a told famous her violence. a famous violence. And we sort of instructed her that it was not something she needed to hide. That was sort of like I said. I said put it in the Tinder profile. I think we it's gave a laugh her a, line. It's a laugh what line, you said, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. which I liked. Um, and you guys, that this this call really resonated with a lot of you, and we have and actually, we asked we asked for people to weigh in as well, mm-hmm. which we always want people to. We weigh want in. people to weigh in every part of this conversation. Is we fair want game this for you to be a community, but you actually can't give us any feedback on the Jeremy Piven stuff. No, no, no. We already the, don't feel good about it. The door closed on that. The door is closed <laughs> I don't on want that. Feedback. We are in our Jeremy Piven room, surrounded by Jeremy Piven memorabilia, and that is where we will live and die. I don't like who I am. I don't like where I am. I hope that w- when I have more stuff to do, I won't need this show. Anymore. Anymore, but, but what in the we meantime, do like, Jeremy Piven. We do like Jeremy. <laughs> He's um, a good actor. <laughs> oh, mercury poisoning. Okay, but here's uh, okay. somebody wrote in. Um, <laughs> somebody wrote in with uh, a quick comment about Mr. Uh, Mitra. Take it away. Okay, so our 
response. Hello. First off, I love the podcast and it's extremely entertaining. I'm RTing the compliments. Thank you. Uh, This is in (laughs) regards to the Ms. Durst question. Back in the early 90s, my stepfather worked with convicted serial killer Michael Swango. He was deemed Dr. Death. There are two Dr. Deaths. Yeah, I was about to say, this is not the podcast. This is not one. This is not podcast. Which I just listened to. Um, I couldn't finish. It's because it was sad or because you just I was it. too disturbed I was just like thinking it made me distrust every doctor I've ever seen it was really upsetting keep going okay he was deemed <laughs> Dr. Death and he <laughs> we are annoying <laughs> He was deemed Dr. Death. Imagine getting through one paragraph no. without like editorializing. I can't. I, oh, I can't. Uh, he was deemed Dr. Death and was convicted of poisoning and killing anywhere from 30. What if this took me one hour? <laughs> <laughs> he was convicted of poisoning and killing anywhere from 30 to 60 people while working at various hospitals around the United States. Anyways, my family had him over for dinner multiple times and he even brought us food, which was one of the ways he'd poison people. Oh my God. To get to the point, I've been dating my girlfriend for at least six months before this even came up. We both enjoy true crime shows, but I usually forget to mention how my family knew a convicted serial killer because not a lot of people know about him. Anyways, when I finally told my girlfriend, she was legit upset that she didn't know sooner since she actually knew about him. So I guess my advice is the same as your guys' advice. You gotta tell them you're related. That stuff is super interesting, and it gives you some great conversation pieces. Yeah, so there you have it from somebody who has a similar life experience. I will say, um, I would... I would I would also be mad if I was your girlfriend, but I would be mad because it wasn't the doctor death that I thought it was. <laughs> I'd be so mad. <laughs> well, also, like I'm realizing through the questions and comments that we've been getting that pretty much our demographic for the podcast is people who have personal relationships with serial killers <laughs> and improv comedians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> high school, high school, um, uh, gay kid, gay kids in high school, um, uh, people who are related in some way to serial killers and improv. Comedians. Yeah. And that's it. If you're all three of those, please give us a call <laughs> and give us advice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you did it. Oh, congratulations uh, if you're that person. Doctors can be anybody, you know, that's what I learned. Doctors. <laughs> yep. Doctors can be anybody. I mean, that's the, kind of the thesis of the show. Doctors can be anybody. <laughs> it is wild. Sorry. Um, okay. So this podcast is brought to you by Jeremy Piven. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're going to get jump into some um, pretty steaming hot calls to go along with our steaming hot personalities <laughs> after oh. the break. Bye. And we're back. Let's uh, dive in with our very first call. Hi, Mitra and Joel. I have, so my problem is that I have a huge crush on this girl. I need advice as to whether or not it's inappropriate and whether or not I should say something or if it's going to be super weird. So I'm 22, she's 19, and we met last year in college through theater. I know, I'm sorry. And I just graduated, <laughs> but she has three more years left. And I, But I still live in the city where we go to school. So basically when we met, we like immediately hit it off, and we've had like flirty and fun chemistry since the moment we met. And there are many examples of potentially flirty but also potentially friendly instances that took place over the school year that we've been hanging out. And we've been texting, like, all summer um, while she's been at home in a different place. And we're planning to hang out when she comes back for school. But basically I'm worried that I'm too old and that I'm being creepy. And it really does seem like we're on an equal playing field. It doesn't feel like a little sister, big sister situation. 
But the facts of our age and school year concern me because it's like we met doing the same activity, like, oh, she's my mentor type situation. But that's not how it feels. But that, do you know what I mean where that is kind of like what one might assume the situation is? Basically, but I like totally have a humongous crush and I can't decide if I should say something or if I say something, it'll totally ruin the friendship. Or if it's like totally super weird and I'm just misreading the whole situation. I don't know. And like multiple of my friends can attest that like when we would be at group gatherings together, like the two of us would be talking and no one else could even get a word in edgewise. Like there's been <laughs> confirmed third party people saying, no, you two are like flirting. But even with that, I'm still worried. Thanks for any guidance you can provide. Okay. okay bye. Oh, I love this roller coaster queen. <laughs> In fact, that's what we're going to call her. Roller coaster queen. Coaster queen. Coaster queen. Our coaster queen. First of all, let other people talk at parties. Okay. <laughs> what How is going dare on at you? this party? Yeah, what are going, what's going on at these parties? What are you talking about that you two are holding court? Not letting anybody else talk about it. Coasters? <laughs> yeah, burn. Burn. Feel that? Um, I think this is so sweet. I think this is really sweet. And I also think, like, I think it's really smart to think about, like, power and age and all that kind of stuff. And it's responsible that you're thinking about it. But I don't think it's a big deal. And if you think it's a big deal, that's something you can definitely talk about with each other and be open about your concerns about that kind of stuff. I don't want to use this word as a pejorative too often in this podcast, but you're being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're being crazy. Sorry, we live in a world where Keanu Reeves is being celebrated for dating someone 10 years younger than him. It's it's crazy. Leonardo DiCaprio is out here like on TikTok trying to get a 19-year-old girlfriend (laughs) as we speak, as we record this. Leonardo uh, DiCaprio is dating a, t- a 19 chills year old. So the age thing is like, um, that is immaterial. Uh, three years is nothing. It's, it's it's nothing. Yeah, and I think I like, think that I think the thing that you're they're worried about is like the power dynamics at Sear Point. Oh, theater. They met through theater. Oh. <laughs> well, now the nickname doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I thought. Oh my God. I thought she said Cedar as in Cedar Point. As in. I know. And then I realized as it was going, I was like, oh wait, maybe it's not a roller coaster. It's just Cedar. Because (laughs) you let me go with Coaster Queen. Well, I was like, I don't think I get it, but I'm sure I will get it. (laughs) And that's supportive. That's really supportive of you, Mitra. Thank you. (laughs) I thought you meant like the roller coaster of the the voicemail. Oh, what a long walk. Because it was a lot of information. To get there. No. For me, it made perfect sense. Okay, well, that's what, and that's why we make good co-hosts. I Coaster think. queen. Coaster um, queen. So now that we've gotten through that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think that if if you feel like there's a flirty vibe and your friend feels like there's a flirty vibe, you should just go for it and express how you feel about it, so you can stop feeling confused and either be try dating or move on with your life. And you would not certainly be the first. Upperclassmen coming back to campus, Crawling. dating at underclassmen. This happened all the time. This and you and I frequently. think it's I think it's like for me, it's so much about where you meet. Like you met when you were both in school, so like the yeah. the, the power. What are you that, gonna? You have no power over her. It's just. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Like you have, you literally have no power now. I'm sorry, you have no power. You have no power. You have absolutely no power in the world, honey. Okay, <laughs> you get, you mean nothing. There's you no nothing. one oh, more God. powerful <laughs> than someone who has just graduated with a theater degree. <laughs> 
There is no one more hireable. Yeah. <laughs> there is no one. <laughs> um, yeah. So go for it. That's I our think advice. go for it. Have fun. You seem really nice. Yeah. Um, Again, I think Mitra's right. Like, it's cool to be thinking about this stuff, but I think you've gotten tripped up in your own brain prison and you need to release yourself and ask her out on a date. Yeah. Okay. Hope, I hope you guys hook up. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, let your friends talk at parties. Yeah. <laughs> let them get an, a word in, okay? And you should try to perform at Cedar Point. <laughs> <laughs> Audition. Have you heard about auditions? Um, Misha, what's next? Next up, we have, um, I think, a very funny uh, person who's a problem with a friend who is um, a little condescending to them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Let's get into this. This is a voicemail, yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi. So... Here's my dilemma. Um, I have um, this friend who is super smart, and we love that about her. She's like, you know, we love a smart woman and stuff. But sometimes when we're watching TV, she likes to explain things to us. Like, like she understands it better than, like, we do. And it's like, well, I'm watching the same thing. And I'm just like, getting frustrated when, like, she thinks because she's so smart. She, it's like her responsibility to, like, tell us what's happening and fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, um, like, how do I, how do I tell her nicely that, like, we also get it and we're also smart and she can just stop. Thanks. Just let me know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a specific problem. I really love this. Um, but uh, this is like, this is the kind of problem that I feel like you have when like you spend so much time with someone and you're really yeah. good friends with someone. Like, like, like I got mad at my friend for being a picky eater. Um, and I was like, why am I mad about this? And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess we just um, are spending a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah, I guess for me, because um, I mean, clearly direct communication is not the answer here. Otherwise, why would they be calling? Why would this person be calling our podcast if direct communication was the answer that they wanted to receive from right. us? Because because the, because the, the real advice is just like you can just say make make a snarky joke about it yeah. or something. Or what just... I think she should do is slowly over time um, act like dumber and dumber. <laughs> Just like every episode of Buffy that comes on. She said, what, what is she slaying? What is she slaying again? What's happening? I actually you guys did, tell me what's slaying? There, I did hook up with a guy for a while where we would watch like The Office and he would be like, wait, so what's happening? And I was, I had to stop because I was like, I, I don't think it's ethical for me to hook up with someone <laughs> who can't follow. The Office. It was unbelievable. He's like, wait, so why are they doing this? I was like, I actually can't. Um, <laughs> I legally cannot let yeah. you penetrate me. <laughs> You'd be sued. I would be sued. Um, um, so yeah, I think just get dumber and dumber, ask dumber and dumber questions. And then when she finally says, are you okay? I think we should take you to the doctor. You go to the doctor with her. <laughs> you get into the doctor's office. And then in front of the doctor, you say, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and then you make her pay. Mm -hmm. You make her pay. And, and that's make sure it's out of network. And that's Medicare for all. <laughs> This is really annoying. I think if you otherwise have no other issue with this friend, it's it's cool to um, maybe write a letter. You yeah, know? a long writing, letter. Writing takes brains. <laughs> if there's one thing I know, it's writing takes brains. You could you could leave a post-it note. That's a horror. 
um, on the TV. Oh. <laughs> In the middle of the TV. Oh, okay. Here's my idea. Here is my real idea. (laughs) You put together, you're like, okay, I have Buffy the Vampire Slayer Slayer on DVD. You download an episode and you edit yourself in the middle of the episode (laughs) going, listen, bitch, I I know it's fucking happening in this show. And then it just goes back to the show. The town's on a hell mouth. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then you don't have to say anything. You just watch and you're like, oh my God, like, I guess... I guess, or, or you edit together, you shoot your own episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and it's an episode where there's a friend who keeps explaining what's happening in yes. TV shows to her friends. And everyone's really, really annoyed by them. And you do it like on a real Hollywood lot. You do, you spend like a million dollars on the show. And then you watch that show with her and you're like, God, yeah, I wish like, that is really, that does really suck. And whoever does that shouldn't do it. That's like kind of what I've learned from this episode. <laughs> So that's my real advice. Yeah. And then once you, and you know what? And I think here's the thing that this person obviously needs this. She needs it more than anything. So I I think after you've confronted them and sort of, um, filmed your episode, filmed your episode, (laughs) throw her a bone every episode, you know, be like, who's Giles? (laughs) (laughs) Just one, just give her one per episode. And so this is Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) What's she doing with that steak? She killed that guy. She killed that guy. <laughs> okay, I think we solved it. You're welcome. Moving on. Eh. Um, so our next person, I think, has um, a super, in some ways, a super relatable problem um, related to a threesome. Oh, can I read this one? Of course, read this one. Okay. Hey, Joel and Mitra. Sorry, this is long, but there's some backstory. My boyfriend and I have lots of threesomes. Brag. <laughs> Generally, it is great, except early last summer, we met a girl from Tinder and took her on a, night, a hike and out for dinner. I'm pretty slutty and I'm always down to bang, but something about her just didn't jive with me and neither of us wanted to sleep with her. Additionally, without saying too much, she is in our line of work, which is pretty, which is a pretty tight community and social professional stuff is sort of blurred. Some folks come in and out seasonally, whereas others, like my boyfriend and I, have been around for years and will be in perpetuity. My boyfriend was being a big old baby instead of cutting her loose was like, we think we should just wait until you are about to leave. I was super pissed because I don't want to fuck her, but I felt like my hands were tied. Now she's about to leave and we're supposed to hang out this week. What do I do? Should I say something to her or should we just hang out, not fuck her and not say anything? Especially because I've seen her a bunch of times over the last few months and she's clearly very horny about the whole situation. I know this all is my fault, but help. Love the pod thanks for your service (laughs) (laughs) so you were really freaked out about this one you were really worried about getting i know i i have to say i this is one of the things this is i almost responded to this email we don't do this like we save it all for the pod baby yeah but this is one of the ones i almost just wrote out run (laughs) (laughs) you you cannot do this you cannot and in fact run from the boyfriend too (laughs) get out of there I can't believe the boyfriend could not just, like, get out of it gracefully. And I've been in situations where, like, you're supposed to hook up with someone and... For me, this is, like, the the most relatable thing in the world where I'm, like... Of, like to, to just be like, we'll do it later. Yeah. And then, but then set myself up to actually have to do it later. <laughs> it's wild. I'm really interested in what their line of work is. I, is that's it improv? all I wanted to know. <laughs> I mean, knowing our, our, our fan base, I feel like it is improv. They're like, it's seasonal. Like, I think in and out seasonally I, and we'll be around they, for years and in perpetuity. Is her boyfriend like, a Christmas? Is, like, she, is you, Santa and an elf? Like a ski resort? 
Um, so like something it's tied improv to improv on weather. a cruise ship. Ah, uh, yes, and and they're and they're doing improv on the cruise ship in perpetuity. In perpetuity, they, <laughs> they're never leaving. Yeah, that's the thing. What? It, why is she seasonal? But they're there for, for in perpetuity. Are they like farmhands? Yeah, they made they own the farm, mm. and everybody comes and works on the farm for a bit. <laughs> that's hot. That is um, hot. Congratulations, guys. That's I think hot. I think it's totally fine to ghost in this ghost. situation. You owe her nothing. She's leaving. She's leaving. What are the stakes yeah. here? I guess like unless she's coming back. And like you're definitely going to work with her but again guess, or something. But even in that situation, there's such a, a long buffer time and there's su- it's such a clear thing. Like here's the thing. I think ghosting is rude when you have an emotional involvement. But when you owe someone nothing, ghost, baby. Yeah. I mean, and most importantly, don't hook up with her. No, <laughs> you don't want to. Because uh, honestly, that would be my play. I w- I have I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten to someone from the internet's house and been like, "You do not look at all like the pictures you've sent me. Your vibe is different. You want different things." And I still go through with it. And I feel like I should not have said that on the podcast because now I'm going to get catfished and everyone will know that I will just out of politeness sort of stay. Did I ever tell you about the time I went? It was my it was the first time I ever met someone online in New York after moving to New York. I went to his house. He did not look very much like his pictures. And then he said, "We have to." hook up in the living room because my husband is home and we're open but he is a little bit racist (gasps) (laughs) and I went through with it (gasps) I did it with his racist husband in the other room because I was like I just moved to New York and I was young and I was sad baby Um, I'd like to think that I would leave now but it's really tough to say that specific situation yeah okay it's hard it's hard it's really hard. Once you're there, it's hard. And once you're there, it's hard. What do you do? You leave. What I, but this what is, I hope she for has... you is that if it were to ever arise again, <laughs> that you feel feel my love <laughs> in the room with you, <laughs> carrying you out of it. <laughs> like a cloud. Listen, I, you know, I gave your boyfriend a hard time up top by saying you should leave him for being weak. Mm-hmm. But obviously. You I'm... mean it and you stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you'd do that. I feel like that's the thing. Like, I feel like I would have the strength to leave these situations if I had a boyfriend by my side. I know there's two of you. You can just be like, oh, yeah, he really wants to stop. Yeah. And you can be like, she really wants to stop. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like one of you needs to take that bullet. Just blame each other. Yeah, fully throw each other under the bus. Whoever is talking to her and actually canceling it, just blame the other. Mm-hmm. I think it actually has to be you. I think you have to be the one. The letter writer has to be the one to take the bullet because, because at this he, point, he boy- already... And yeah, and be mad about him. Hold a grudge against him for years to come over this. But unfortunately, because he's already made the the first move of sort of like... He's promised it in the future. mm -hmm, I think it's you who has to be the bad guy. Well, what he should do is be like, look, I really... The the boyfriend should be like, look, I really, really wanted to, as I specifically said earlier, Mm -hmm. but uh, the old ball and chain don't want to. So then he has to deal with the awkwardness. Exactly. But you are the evil one, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have to face her. See, because everybody everybody sort of wins and loses, except for the person you hook up with. But she's winning, too, because she doesn't have to hook up with people who actually don't want to hook up with her. So everybody wins, and no one actually has to be honest. And he's being punished. <laughs> Although I say this could spiral sort of out of control if he like, because do you trust the boyfriend to do the lie sort of well? Because what if he's like, you know, I'm in love with you and I, I really, the only thing I want to do is have sex with you. But my stupid wife, my bitch wife is standing in the way. If only something would happen to her. If only someone would take 
matters into their own. And hands. what if their line of work is that they're all serial killers? Exactly. <laughs> and that's really hot. That's really hot. Maybe like they're in that hotel from John Wick. <laughs> and the boyfriend and the girlfriend work at the hotel and the serial killer is just visiting the hotel. You know, I recently watched all three of those movies in a row. Me too. That's how city. I watched them. I watched them all in it's a day. It's a lot of death. It's a lot of death, but I had an amazing time. I loved it. I've, I I'm living for the Keanu sense, but yeah. it is, it was, it, it was, was a lot. It, it was, was a lot of like guns. Yeah. But I had a great time. But anyways, recommend you and your boyfriend should watch the John Wick movies <laughs> as soon well, as you're living it. They're living it. They're living it. They're living it. Yeah. So throw yourself under, let your boyfriend s- offer yourself up to be the sacrifice of your boyfriend's driven bus. If that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to. We are back with another voicemail that we're pretty excited to tackle. A pretty complicated issue that we're Juicy. definitely um, not really qualified to handle. Juicy like a peach. I actually, I have a good, I, I think I'm pretty qualified. Okay. In every respect to answer this. Roll the, roll the tape. <laughs> Um, love the podcast. Big fan of both of you. My name is Chell. Um, I am calling with kind of a funny question. My, I have two siblings, uh, an older sister and a younger brother. Um, and we didn't really grow up together because, um, our parents had a bitter divorce, um, <laughs> when we were younger. Um, so we don't know each other super well, but I'll hang out with them one-on-one, maybe once a year or every couple of years. Um, we all live in the same city. But um, anyway, both my sister and my brother were both both recently um, got engaged, not to each other, to their own respective <laughs> partners. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and basically, I don't want to go to my sister's wedding because I I don't like her very much. Um, I think she has a bad personality. Um, Brutal. And um, she has some opinions that I don't respect um, politically and um, about feminism. Um, and she, um, some of her views are very hateful. Um, so I don't have any interest in attending that wedding um but i would be happy to go to my brothers um so my question is with two siblings who i don't really have much of a relationship with um and i'm not really interested in having any drama um how do i handle these two upcoming weddings um and um not have to hang out with my sister okay thanks very much um and i'm excited to hear your answer Okay. Bye. Wow. I mean, the the sort of side comments and editorializing <laughs> were incredible. Uh, so first of all, thanks for that. <laughs> well, Anyways, listen. Well, first of all, you do not sound like someone who hates "quote unquote" drama. Okay. <laughs> no. You you, <laughs> you nasty said your girl. You has a bad personality. You love it. You like, live lapping drama. it up. You're <laughs> lapping up the drama right now. If okay? you say you hate Honey, drama, you love drama. Exactly. That There's nothing like, you love more than drama. Admit it. That's like the rule of it. Every Craigslist thing that's like looking for a drama-free roommate. I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. You'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first step, I think, here, um, ma'am. Admit you have a problem. Yeah, name this person. What are we going to call her? Um, like drama, drama-free roommate. Drama-free roommate. <laughs> drama-free 
Um, you love it. So love it. I think you need to embrace that part of yourself and in and sort of in that same vein in embracing the drama loving aspect of your life. I think the answer is very clear is you just don't go to your sister's wedding and you go to your brother's and you lie. That's great. I, the theme of this episode is, is lies. lies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think lying is really helpful mm-hmm. in situations like this, especially with weddings. Because yes. the amount of lies I have told to get out of going to weddings is And I have not ever lied to get out of a wedding and I regret it. Yeah, and you're that's why you're short and weak and frail is because you've wasted so much energy going to weddings and yes. I have not and that's why I'm a big strong boy. Yeah, okay? I'm anemic because I always go to weddings. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I bruise easily because I'm giving so much of myself to others. Science. Um, I don't know. I, I relate to this. I, I do sort of want to know in what vein because we're only getting one side of this. I, I sort of want to know what kind of nasty your sister is but I feel yeah. very comfortable and it would also help to know the order in which the weddings happen because I feel like it would be mm. very easy to go to your brother's wedding start drama at your brother's wedding with your sister in particular oh and yeah, then have that, a I good mean, excuse to sort of roll into not needing and then not and get disinvited by your sister actually at oh that would be great wedding. um yeah I mean I don't think there's a drama-free way to skip a family member's wedding. Skip a family member's wedding. So if you're going to skip the wedding, I think you just have to be okay with the fact that it's drama. Yeah, it's drama. You're causing drama. It's fun. You're causing drama. You're a nasty little drama-causing skank. Because <laughs> like, if you're going to go, you're going to have a bad time. But but it and it, it does sound. The, here's the other thing. If you really don't, if you really hate drama, there, it's actually quite easy to go to a wedding. And then leave. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing is, like, I, I've definitely had weddings that I felt that I was going to out of obligation. And you just go to the ceremony and you and show up at the, rece- the reception. Or you, like, show up at the reception for, like, an hour and then you are physically there. You've done your duty. And then you leave. Yeah. You can you can be done with a wedding in, like, two hours. Yeah. So you, you could just do that. And you could also just bring a fun date, a friend that you like or a partner or whatever. Or a podcast producer and make it a podcast. Yes! My sister's wedding coming to Earwolf <laughs> this fall. Bring us to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you want to really cause drama yeah. bring two people who don't know anyone to yeah. your sister's wedding have you heard of a guy named Ira Glass because I bet this is the kind of thing he'd love <laughs> yeah we'd like to reroute you to Ira another Glass? podcast Dana connect us to Ira Glass <laughs> get Ira on the phone he would want to hear about this the crossover of the century urgent care and this, this American <laughs> life <laughs> so I know here's a piece of advice to Ira Glass if you're sick stay home babe okay because I don't want to hear your crackly voice he's a lot. He's sick. I'm actually concerned for him. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we wish you the best, Ira Glass. We know you're listening. We know you're listening. <laughs> um, no, but so here, here are your two options, drama-free, okay? You can either cause some drama and save yourself um, an afternoon and not go to the wedding. Because it sounds like it's all in the same... Here's the other thing. It doesn't sound like you have to travel for any of this. You're all in the same city, it sounds like. That's what she said. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, she yes, did okay. say it's, She did they're say. All, they're all in the same city. For a second, I thought you completely made that up. And you were just like, based on you saying that you have a brother and a sister, I assume you live in the same city. <laughs> no, I think it's huge that you're in the same city. And if, as long as you don't have to travel out of town for the sister's wedding, I say go to the ceremony, skip the reception, mm. and in your brother's wedding, during your toast, say you have a nasty personality. <laughs> and sort of bear it all there. Because, because, and then the other side of that is like, if you do end up just deciding to skip, since you're in the same city, your lie will have to be huge. Mm-hmm. So you have to think of like, you have to figure out if there's a lie that you can 
pull off and are willing to maintain, which is as someone who is told huge lies to get out of things, it is difficult. It is exhausting. Yeah. It is a lot of work. So ask yourself, which is which which kind of work are you, are you interested in putting in? Because, oh, what, you're going to be honest about skipping the wedding? You could. You could. But, but that that's, the third, that's the third option where you sort of like decide to cut this person out of your life forever. Yeah. And just like, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Meh. So those are your those are your three options. And you have to do one of those three. And you have to do one of those things. And, and then you have to bring us. <laughs> Can't wait to see you there. Option number four is bring us to both or bring one us. of us to each. Oh, yeah. Take that could me, be fun. Take me to the sister's wedding. <laughs> yeah, Joel would be really good there. And then I would just have like a really nice time <laughs> getting to know your family at your brother's wedding. <laughs> I'm going to stir some shit up at your sister's wedding. <laughs> it's going to be great for the gram. Okay. Good, good luck. luck. Go scorched earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, oh boy, we have a, f- a call from a friend and um, a very specific issue, but one that I think we'll all be able to find some universal truth in. Mm-hmm. See you after break. Bye. And we're back. And you guys, oh, we've got another very special voicemail. This Big one. Time. Pretty personal, I think pretty personal to everybody in this room. And and I would um, say universal. This is something I think every caller can probably relate to. Yeah, I know I saw a lot of myself in this. <laughs> a <caller>. mirror. <laughs> yeah, let's listen to it. Hello, Joel and Mitra. This is Matt Rogers. I am your friend. And I'm calling because um, not only am I very excited about this podcast venture that you're doing, and this is... Um, very exciting, and I just wanted to say that. I also have a problem. Um, my problem is that this weekend, Joel Kim Booster, who is one of you, uh, <laughs> will be on the Kelly Clarkson show, which is a daytime program hosted by the pop singer Kelly Clarkson. The. It is quite a hit. Um, very excited about that as well. Excited for all my friends, you guys and Kelly. But the thing <laughs> is, Kelly is not really my friend. She's merely my, sorry to say it, but idol. Um, now, Joel has presented me with two options. One, I can go in his dressing room and kind of hang out with him, work Kelly will, no doubt, being the star that she has come back and say hello to Joel, at which point in time I will meet her. The second option is to sit in the audience, which I've asked for, um, but I probably wouldn't get to meet Kelly. Now, here's my problem. Um, I've built this up so much in my head that I feel like, when am I actually going to meet her? And is it a good idea for me to just get this over with this weekend? I keep thinking that, like, there should be a time and a place when I do meet her and I'll know when it's right, when it's right. Like, I kind of want to be her in, like, a zone that I create. Um, but also, I don't, I wonder how many chances I'll get to actually do this. And also, when I did think about meeting her in person after Joel told me I should come to the show on Saturday, I did start crying in my car and I do cry every time I meet her. Is this pathetic? I'm the beholder, but um, I really do want your guys' advice on whether I should buck up this weekend and do this, or should I wait till I'm really feeling <laughs> confident and comfortable? Um, I am in a good zone right now to do it, but I just don't want to be a freak, and I don't want to, like, throw anything off on Joel's big day. I'm Kelly. Um, I love you guys. I look forward to hearing from you shortly. Um, please help me solve my problem. I need I need urgent care. <laughs> Wow. A lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. <laughs> I mean, more thought in the, into meeting Kelly Clarkson, I think, than anything that I've ever done in my life. <laughs> is, there a, is there a celebrity that 
Who's like the celebrity you can think of that you would freak out and be the most nervous to meet? Um, the person that I was the most nervous to meet was Jon Stewart. Okay, but it, and that's it. There's nobody else out there that you haven't met yet. Um, I don't know. That's like that was. Is the there one someone where, who would make you cry? Well, if you met. that made me cry. Oh wait, um, really? I was in it. I interned there, and my first I did day, know that. I cried. I did know that. Yeah, I cried on my first day. Wow. Because I, because I like it was like my biggest dream in my whole life. <laughs> and then I was so excited when I went in there. I know it is pathetic. It's so sad. It's so sad to like <laughs> so really, sad to have dreams. really want something and then like really chase it and then be grateful when yeah. it happens. <laughs> I can't think of anything sadder than that. <laughs> um, I'm sure there are definitely others, but that was the, that was like the big one that like really rocked me. Yeah. I can't think of who my Kelly Clarkson, John Stewart is. I can't. Hmm. Maybe we'll figure it out. But let's um let's call this young man back and see if we can <laughs> talk him talk him through his his trouble now. This huge dilemma. Matt Rogers' phone. How may I direct your call? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hi, Hi Matt. Hello. This is Joel. Hi, it's Mitra. Your friends. Hi, Mitra. Oh my Hi. god, you're my friends. My friends calling. Okay, well, let me drop all this pretense. Yeah. No. So we we just listened to your voicemail. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your trouble. I think we well, thank, thank you for, you for your... setting up a place where we can all call for help because I think a lot of us are out here looking for help and just don't know where to turn. So thank you for creating the service. Okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, Matt, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about this because here's the thing: sure. you say in your call you're in a good place yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And yet, mm-hmm. you also say in your call that when I even broached the subject of you coming with me to the Kelly Clarkson <laughs> show, you cried yeah. alone in your car. You want to tell us yeah. why? So, um, I actually find that when I'm able to just be so in touch with my emotions that I just let them let them rip roar out of me, that means I am in a good place. I feel very dropped in. I feel like it would not be a bad time for me to meet her. Like it's not like. It's not like I'm, um, you know, in an incredibly emotionally scattered place, but the thing is, like, whenever I think of her and I think of meeting her, I, it's, like, so much bigger than myself because mm-hmm. I think of, like, a time in middle school when I had no friends and all I had was Kelly Clarkson. I feel and that. And so that turns me into a puddle because we have come so far from that point. And so, like, for me, highlights the journey, honey. <laughs> I feel that. Can have I told you my my tra- traumatic Kelly Clarkson story, Matt? No, I would love to hear it. Um, so my grandma was visiting from Iran and had like very limited English available to her. Mm-hmm. And there was one day that we were listening to, have you ever been low? Have you ever had a friend? So I was singing along in my mom's van with my grandma in the car and my brother and sister. I'm singing low at the top of my lungs, like feeling it so hard. Like Like, thinking about like, like feeling like I was an amazing singer. And my grandma truly could like never spoke and never spoke in English, turned to me and went, Mitra. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Please stop. And I was like, oh. What a huge moment for her, though, to be able to truly use the English language in that moment. She was so empowered. I will say my... My traumatic Kelly Clarkson story with my grandma was we were picking her up from the airport (laughs) 
And she, out of nowhere, looked, turned to me, looked me in the eyes and said, Joel, I, I do not hook up. Oh my god! I, <laughs> you little. <laughs> I can't remember the rest of the and lyrics. That was excuse, and that was excuse why because Joel's grandmother, of course, is a whore. Whore. She is a whore. <laughs> complete whore. She's a, a fucking whore. whore. They're both dead. I, um, actually, I actually do. I do remember like my grandmother. <laughs> but I do remember my grandmother. We were all sitting and watching Big Band Week on American Idol mm-hmm. season one, and this uh-huh. is when I was fully a Kelly stan, and I remember. Ty Clarkson performed a song called Stuff Like That There, and she went last, and it was so incredibly, like, it. She, it's so, like, called to mind, like, the 1940s. Do you guys remember this? <laughs> the like, 1940s? It was so good. I love the 1940s. So, like, band. It was so, she was just so good, and she was so of the, like, period. And my grandmother, I remember, she was like, well, she should win. She's the most talented. And I was like, she is the most talented Nana. And I scored for her like a approximately three hundred times that night. I mean, I was like calling in. I'm all, I'm very nervous to meet her too. I by the time this episode airs, actually, this episode will air before my episode of Kelly airs because it's a special mm-hmm. Christmas episode. We'll have to do um, we'll have to do a follow up call with, with you Matt. after to, to decide because uh, I, I yeah. think you should meet her. I do. I think, I think you, you should meet her. her. I don't think you should pass oh up an opportunity God. to meet someone important. And what's to you. gonna if you cry? Listen, everything we know about Kelly. You know that she will be cool. And you know you're not the first person to cry upon meeting Kelly Clarkson. No. And if you are, what an honor. Like, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, I just don't want to make her nervous or, like, freak her out or also kind of, like, do you really think you'd be at that level? You would be at that level of histrionics in front of Kelly Clarkson. Well, I think either one one of two things will happen. One is I won't be able to get words out and I'll just apologize and say that she means so much to me and like just apologize and she'll be crying and be like, it's okay, it's okay. And I don't really want that. Or the other is I will go into a state of shock and kind of be like, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah, this is so exciting. I Joel, yeah, I'm friends with Joel. Mm-hmm. And like it kind of the moment will just like pass because I'm too in shock. And now I'm also really freaking out about it because I've made it such a thing. <laughs> and I'm telling you, there was a moment where I did the Howard Stern show after she did it. Like she was leaving and I was doing the after show. And I had a moment where I could meet her and I literally, I, my joints locked up in serious in New York. And I just couldn't go over there. And I've also like, you have to do it. I'm like 12 times. Like, and she just truly, really, I do feel like, I know it's such a thing. Like it's just such a thing. I, I think I think you meet her, thing. and then I think like if you cry, I mean, here's the thing: because you'll you'll meet her again, you'll meet her down the road, and, you know, I know, and, that, I and, and then you'll that'll you. give you a funny story because she will not. Yeah. You know how many white ass gay boys probably cry into her bosoms every day? Yeah. A privilege. She You're will not totally remember right. you. She'll be like, just another faggot that cried on me today <laughs> on the <laughs> Universal I, lot. No, I really don't want to be just another faggot. Like, that's the thing. Is like every single day, I try so hard to not be just another faggot. And here I am, like, truly soaring, careening towards my destiny of being just another faggot. And, like, I just <laughs> like... I think you have to... Uh, you can, like... I think you will be so sad if you 
miss the opportunity. And, 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 and here's the well, thing: the I thing will be there. There will be other opportunities. And part of this is like, is this the opportunity? Break the is seal. This opportunity backstage when 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 this happened. Like, is this the you? The, here's the yes. thing, Matt. Like, I will be there. There will be other people there. I I uh-huh. will be a a good buffer. Listen, I'm nervous yeah. too. I'm nervous too, but like I think I I'm nervous <laughs> for you. How, how are you feeling? I don't know. How are I, you feeling? Like I'm feeling nervous mostly because I have to be on daytime TV and like the, I had the call and they're like, you can't talk about like sex or anything. Like you have Your to keep it PG. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to talk to fucking Kelly Clarkson about. <laughs> but I mean, the, the gossip, we were sh- we were shooting on the Universal lot when she was shooting on the Universal lot. And the scuttlebutt mm-hmm. on, the, on the lot is that like our camera guys talked to her camera guys and they were like, everyone on that set loves her. She's like the best. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? Yeah. That's another thing is it's like she's so the best and amazing that it's like, <laughs> I just really want to make a good impression. And she is my favorite person in the world and I am such a huge fan that it's like, ugh, I don't know, it's just a little overwhelming, but I, all right. I'm you have to do about it. it. I think you're going to go. I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to say I'm Commit to it now. Commit to it, it now to our listeners on, <laughs> that you are going to be there. Because otherwise, in between commercial breaks, I will tell, I will whisper, I will lean over to the couch, on the couch, I will lean over Jennifer Hudson, who's also going to be sitting on the couch. Oh my God, she's also going to be there, who I also stand. Wow, that's while we're on a commercial, while she's getting touch-ups, last looks, I'm going to point to you in the audience and I'm going to say, you see that? <laughs> oh my god! It's <laughs> my friend Matt Rogers, and he is your biggest fan, and he will cry if you blink at him right now. Kelly Clarkson. Oh my god, they're literally my two favorites. Wait, can I tell a quick Jennifer Hudson thing? Sure. So the night, the night that Jennifer Hudson got voted off American Idol, I had aunts calling me, being like, "What are we gonna do?" My aunt Abby called. My aunt Lori called. Like everyone was checking in on me, not because they wanted to see how I was, but because they wanted to be walked through, like how this could happen. They were like, can you explain, like, why this happened? Because it shouldn't happen. And I was like, I really don't know what to say. At this time, there is no comment to give. It really is just, I think the coming days are going to... Like, you are her PR agent. Like... Essentially, I was 538. Essentially, I was the yeah. over of that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, pivot. <laughs> I'm you. Like, I think arguably, Jennifer Hudson has had the best post-show career of any of them, right? I mean, she has an, an Academy Award. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the money of it all, I, I would imagine Carrie Underwood has the most money because she's so dominant in her field. But Jennifer Hudson is probably the biggest celebrity outside of Kelly, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Well, sure. I can't believe it's the both of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. No, no. Because honestly, I was almost ready to say yes. And then the fact that Jennifer is going to be there, too, is almost a no for me. No. You are crazy. You are sick. You are diseased. You're, gonna, you're crazy. I'm going <laughs> fi- to make it happen. So I'm going to make it happen. Well, my, my American Idol like, story is that I was in love with Clay Aiken, and that was one of my earliest crushes. So. You were a claymate. A claymate. Oh, we got to go. We got to hang up on this person. We got to right. hang up well, on him. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Oh, my God. Thank you right. so much for, for giving me urgent care. Okay. <laughs> um, now, Matt, if, if people want to hear you sing, um, you oh. this this is going to come out at the end of November or so, early early December, early December, first week in December. Um, yeah. Where can people hear you sing, our listeners, in Philadelphia? <laughs> 
Um, well, I have a show called Have You Heard of Christmas, which is my Christmas album uh, that I always threaten to release every year. I do it as a live show. I've seen it um, live approximately 64 times. <laughs> I <perfect>. love Mitra. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'm um, seeing it for I've the first seen, time this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it in L.A., Chicago, New York, and those dates are all sold out. But I do have a show in Philly on the 21st, December 21st at Underground Arts, which tickets are still available to that. And also, you can listen to my podcast, Las Culturistas, with Bo and Yang. I was going to get to it. I was going to get to it. I was going to get to it. Okay, listen, give me a break. Um, Listen to Matt's podcast, Las Culturistas, with um, another friend of the pod, Bo and Yang. Um, and go and see Matt in Philadelphia on December 21st at Underground Arts. Um, Google all of that information. You'll be able to find tickets. Unless I die sight unseen <laughs> at the Kelly Clarkson Which honestly, yeah. if I don't die there, then make sure to scatter my ashes there because I can't think of a better place. <laughs> don't go right by the Universal Theme Yeah, theme right park, by the Universal Theme Park. Two of your great loves. It'll just work. It'll work. All right. Matt Rogers, everybody. Thank you so Thanks, much for coming. Love, Love you. you. Thank you. Bye. Oh More after the break. <laughs> Well, Mitra. Joel. We did it. Another perfect episode. No notes. <laughs> no notes. No um, notes. What did we learn today? We learned um, lie. 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 And um, just different shades of lie. Yeah, different shades of lie. Um, protect yourself at all costs. Mm-hmm. Throw your partner under the bus. Throw your partner under the bus. Um, improv is forever. And Kelly Clarkson is bae. <laughs> <laughs> We love it. You guys, this has been Urgent Care. We've had so much fun helping you today. If you have an, uh, a problem or uh, need advice from us, um, stellar advice that you've just heard, you can give us a call at 323-334-0371. Again, that's 323-334-0371. Or you can email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Um, Please uh, rate us five stars five and stars. subscribe. Or if you're going to give us a one star, you got to tell us why. You do, and First and last name. First I want to know where name. you Address. live. I want to be able to fucking find you. <laughs> <laughs> Which Say it to my face. <laughs> and then we will come to your and we will come to your house and we will be so mad. And then you'll tell us why you gave us one star. And we'll say. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then turn around and fly back home. Um, but we can't wait to hear from you. If you have questions or concerns about any of the advice that we gave, we'd love to hear that too. Again. Any, any kind of follow up from anyone that we've talked mm-hmm. to. We love hearing what's going on. Uh, yeah. Hit us up. We love it. See you next time. Bye. Bye.